You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. The Sportsman's Nation is powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Batteries store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald. I'm super excited today because we are talking with David and Andy from Longbeard Legends. These guys are turkey killers, and I think you're going to like this one. We talk about strategies for the late season and how you can be successful on a late season gobbler. This is... A Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm super excited that you're here with us today. I'm coming at you from my truck. I just got out of the woods. I'm driving right now, actually, so you might be able to hear some car noise in the background. I literally just got my kayak out of the water and remembered that this podcast was due. But we recorded a really, really fun episode with Andy and David from the Longbeard Legends, straight from Andy Melton's uh, living room um, or his kitchen. He cooked us dinner, and we had an absolute blast. We talked about turkey hunting. Andy showed me some... uh, uh, spurs from a bird that you're going to hear about that he had killed the day before we recorded this. Um, just absolutely incredible. But what we talk about, I told you at the beginning of turkey season that um, with a lot of our guests, I wanted to be a little bit more scenario driven. And so um, I'm here in Tennessee on an out-of-state turkey hunt. And uh, I've been here now for, golly, about uh, going on eight days or so. And um, I have been successful in Tennessee. I'm going to save that for next week's episode to let you know about that hunt and uh, or those hunts and how they went on this trip. But today, uh, I told you I wanted to talk more scenario-driven uh, with our guests, and um, we totally did that. So I've been on birds this whole trip here in Tennessee, uh, me and Adam Cruz both. Uh, and Adam is a, a special guest co-host for this for this week. We've been hanging out a lot. He lives pretty. Uh, he lives in Tennessee, so uh, we met up, and he's been hunting with me a little bit, and uh, we just had a good time. But me and Adam been on birds pretty much the whole trip, um, but really struggling. They have not been very, um, very. They've been super vocal. Um, sometimes they've been vocal off of the limb, like just on the ground, but they don't respond to calls at all like they they almost go the opposite direction when you call at them 
So it's it's been really tough to try to figure out how to kill them, um, and it really has turned into a um, just kind of a like deer hunt type situation. Figure out which way they're going to go and try to get there. Or if you find one, maybe you hear one that, that gobbles on the ground, you just try to ambush them, basically. And uh, Adam calls it ninja. You just got to ninja them. Ninja them. But, uh, so, I give I give Andy and David, um, you, may, you may know them. They were from, they were on Spring Thunder um, a while back. Uh, I believe they had some uh, stuff on Midwest Whitetail. Just super cool guys. Um, southern as they get and just super, uh, su- we're super glad that they got to come on and, and we're incredibly grateful that, uh, Andy welcomed us into his house, but, um, I run these situations by them and they're no stranger to late season gobblers here in Tennessee. The season goes till the 17th of May. So they're, they're familiar with this. They, this is nothing new to them. And I throw some of our scenarios at them, and we really start breaking down, um, specifically on a bird that I'm currently still hunting right now, um, on how to kill him. And uh, I'll give you a little a little hint. Today, I'm, I'm going to go in and kill him tomorrow. Um, I've been on him for five days. Um, have killed birds, other birds, but I've been hunting him first thing in the morning, every morning. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to kill him tomorrow. He flew up right behind me. I was on the wrong side. I thought he was going to fly up. He didn't. I knew where, I know where he flew up. It's right where he flew down yesterday. And, uh, I'm going to go in and kill him in the morning. Tomorrow's my, probably going to be my last morning. And, uh, you'll find out on the next episode if I kill him or not. But I'm going to go ahead and Babe Ruth it. I'm going to call it. I'm going to kill that bird tomorrow. Anyway, we break down how to kill this bird. And, um... And then we talk about some other more specific birds in this uh, in this episode. And uh, just make sure that you are following Southern Ground on Instagram and on Facebook. That'll give you a little hint of what the next episode is going to be about. Um, but we, j- we had a great time with Andy and David talking about strategies and tactics and trophy turkey hunting. Um, if you're familiar with the turkey hunting scene, you know that that's kind of a dirty word in the turkey hunting world, trophy hunting, but um, Andy killed a stud gobbler. I mean, the spurs were just gigantic, and we talk about how that hunt went down. Man, just a really cool, cool conversation. Um, I hope you guys will listen to the end. It gets it gets good. It's a little bit long, but um, we had a good time. One thing uh, I want to I note here is I didn't bring all of my podcast equipment because I was not planning on doing a live podcast with them. Um, I didn't realize that we were going to be close to each other, and Andy actually suggested that we do it live. So I put together kind of a little hodgepodge uh, podcast studio. Um, I have my microphone, uh, my normal microphone. They are all kind of sharing one stereo mic. So the audio is not going to be the greatest, but I think you'll be able to hear everything just fine. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. But uh, I want to let you guys know about that. Another thing I want to let you know about is Scree Gear. You need to check out ScreeGear.com. And you can save 15% on that purchase by using the code all lowercase, all one word, Southern Ground. Um, Scree Gear is uh, what I've been using all turkey season. 
I'm using it right now. I have it on right now. Um, I'm wearing the uh, early season pants. They are stupid comfortable. Uh, I'll tell you something that I like about them is that they have the zip down vents on the legs. Um, they're just perfect for spring turkey hunting, early season bow hunting in the south. Um, you you don't even realize, if you've never worn vented pants, you don't even realize how much that actually matters. Um, it keeps your legs cool. Uh, a lot of the heat, a lot of your heat um, escapes from your hips right there on your like your lower or upper thigh and that's where those vents are at and it keeps you cool keeps you comfortable check it out screegear.com use the code all all lowercase all one word southern ground that'll save you 15 percent on your purchase uh i would appreciate if you did that that's uh pretty much it that's all i got for you today uh if you're still in the turkey woods man i hope it's been awesome i hope this uh, conversation gets you fired up gives you a little bit of motivation to push you through uh, the 2020 spring turkey season so without further ado let's get to this conversation with me adam cruz andy and david from long beard legends All right, everybody, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. Uh, we got a great episode. We're going to talk about trophy turkey hunting. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about Make this. Make sure you have your binoculars. Yeah. yeah we're going to talk about when to let a gobbler walk and when to shoot it. How to manage hunting. Oh, boy. That will be a new topic on this podcast. And since we're, hey, hey, since we're at it, I wanted to show you guys something. I'm, uh, I took a coal the other day. And uh, got oh, little, yeah. my coal bird. He <laughs> could tell he wasn't going to make it. He, was, he, yeah. looked, uh, he wasn't going downhill. He was never going to be anything special. Never <laughs> yeah. passed four inches. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, his spurs definitely weren't going to get over an inch. <laughs> you know, that's what we really look for around here is make sure they're getting over that inch, inch and a quarter. Yep, yeah. <laughs> no, we're just going to talk about, uh, I really don't have much of a agenda. Just sit down and talk about turkey hunting. So let's do this. Um, everybody already knows who I am on the podcast. I host the show, so I'm going to go around the room, and you guys, uh, we'll start with you, Adam, Adam. and we'll just go around the <laughs> go around the table. Uh, Adam Cruz, I'm Tennessee, and uh, I've been on the show a couple of times. Love the turkey hunt. I just uh, have been hunting with Parker the last couple of days, and somehow found my way to this table with turkey killers. So I'm looking forward to hearing these guys' stories and kind of their strategy and anything that you guys bring up. Heck yeah. All righty. I'm uh, Andy Melton, and I'm from Tennessee also right here with Adam, and uh, uh, part of Longbeard Legends with David, and, uh, you know, just been getting after it. Love turkey hunting. Love to get out there and get after them. Kill them big ones. Kill them big one yesterday. Killed a monster yesterday, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, little, I'm a little excited. Monster birds. Can you still, I'm, I'm can still, you see, ride, can I'm you still just, riding the high. Can you see the shit-eating grin? <laughs> riding the high. It's but, all right. It's yeah, all right. That, hey. That'll introduce me as David Williams. But yeah, uh, me and Andy started Longbeard Legends three years ago in Tennessee, born and raised. And I hope I, can, I am considered a t- turkey killer. I mean, I try to be. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if you're... I'm not yeah, to that I, level. I don't know if you're at this level or not, but so you guys listening, you can't 
actually see this. I'll hold it in front of the mic. <laughs> no, you still can't. But uh, I'm sitting here with this uh, these legs from this bird that Andy killed yesterday. And did you measure the spurs? Yeah, inch and a half. Inch and a half spurs. I mean, just like they're sharp, sharp and long. Golly, that's crazy. You're still excited about it? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still excited. <laughs> yeah, shoot yeah. So this is your third Tennessee bird this year, right? Yes. Yep. You got yep. one more tag, and we got a week left. Yep. I mean, you know it's a big bird when he gobbles and three strutters, was it three of them? Yeah, took off. Three strutters took their tail and left the field. And his mean, gobble, I mean, you always hear, you know, you, you say, man, that gobble sounds like a, a big tom. His did. I mean, he, it was just like an old, I'm, kind of like a, I don't know, almost like he had chest congestion. It was like, <laughs> a, it, it was, he's, you can hear it on, on the video, it's uh and we'll have it out here in a few weeks, but and that's cool. that, it's like that old man that's got that raspy voice. Yeah, like he's been, like, yeah. you know, maybe smoked a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, like forty every years. Day or forty yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah whipping those young pumps up. <laughs> oh, you can tell it, man. He just just like that grit, like that true southern grit, just like oh. But I mean, you think you know, like I was talking, those birds ran off. But I mean, you think I, mean, I had out uh, a Jake and a, a lay down hen and another hen decoy, and you think that bird would see that Jake and just come down there and wear him out but he just he was i guess he's just smart you know i mean he's probably seen decoy setups before he's probably heard you know tons of calling before and it just something didn't add up to him i don't know if the, you know sometimes movement i guess maybe the decoys when they get that old but i don't know but he just he's I mean, something he's, maybe was just he's a, what four plus I, I mean, an inch and a half, four or five. I mean, I, I guess I don't really know. Once they get, you know, it's kind of like a deer. Once they get yeah, over no. five, it's hard to age them by their teeth. So oh, I mean, yeah. if, you know, once they get so big, it's I, I don't really know. But I mean, you know, for something just wasn't right to him, and he skirted, and I was able to get shot. I think it was the, the six foot six guy sitting in a blind. <laughs> it might have been. You know, <laughs> how tall are you? About six six. Six six. Yeah. Six six. Yep. That's a good guess. That was a good, that was a good guess. Can, yeah. We talked about this all the time. Can you imagine us in a tree stand together? <laughs> oh, I'm, si I'm six foot four, you know, 250, yeah. 260 pounds, and he's six, 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 seven. We don't hide real well. Yeah. Like 30 hard. feet up. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to hide us both in a tree. Oh, uh, we got out of the truck a while ago, and you guys walked up, and I was like, I was a little intimidated. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I hope we're at the right house. <laughs> Land of the Giants, Tennessee. I guess that's what it is. Hey, before we go too far from the hunt, it's May 11th. You shot this bird. Mm -hmm. You had three strutters that came in mm -hmm. with a hen. Yep. He gobbles. Those three run off. They get out of town. Yeah, they leave the, leave the hen and head over the hill toward another field, yes. Did you call to any of these birds at all, or were you in a zone where like a travel corridor? No, I – just like we was talking about earlier, the, they roost on a ridge, mm -hmm. and it's – this piece of property, like we were saying, it's only about 50 acres. So, I mean, but it sets up perfect for turkey hunting. You've got your roost ridge, then you've got a field, and it feeds down in this little patch of woods that's right on, and it's actually the, the backside of a yard, the guy, my buddy's yard. And so it, it keeps it mowed. And like you're saying, May 11th, you know, most of your fields are getting grown up. So that even makes this yard, this, this field, even more desirable for turkeys, you know, because they like that short grass. But they'll move down through the back of this yard, through another cedar thicket, down into a creek bottom where it's a big cattle pasture. And, again, short grass. But, um, no, I mean, once those three left, he gobbled at a hen that had, had uh, 
had been yelping pretty aggressively. Those three birds gobbled, and this big bird gobbled at them, and they left. But as soon as they left, yes, I, I called to him a couple times, and, and he answered. And uh, pretty much just letting him know that there was more hens than the one that was in the field that Not called to, to him. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, those other birds gobbled down there, and hoping, you know, if he thinks that there's a hen down there with them, you know, he's going to come take her. The reason I'm asking is because this time of year just seems to be like a real struggle to yeah. call birds in for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I'm not a wildlife biologist and definitely not a turkey killer like you guys. So to ask a question like that is just trying to figure out the insights of why you were doing certain things and yeah. kind of what you guys did. Well, it, it kind of surprised me to hear that hen get so aggressive. I mean, you know, right now usually hens fly down and you don't hear very much hen talk. Early season when those big flocks, I mean, you hear them just talking back mm-hmm. and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, the hen that was out in the field, I mean, she just started cutting and yelping and just, I mean, getting with it. I mean, she was wanting those birds to pay her attention, I guess, because they were down off over the hill where they roosted. Mm-hmm. And when she started doing that, it wasn't just a couple of minutes. They were she, they were right up top of the hill with her. It almost makes you think, like, acting like that, that she's already lost the nest and she's coming back in like, hey, mm-hmm. I wanted to get bred again. I've lost this nest already. Yeah, I mean, something. You know, yeah, she was you ready. Know, it was like she was ready to get bred again. Yeah. I mean, and she, to act like that, like this late in the season when all these hens are starting to go off on nests and leave their and not, very, and not very vocal. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's what usually happens. Like this time of season, if you know, they'll roost right there with the gobblers, but you know, those gobblers will hit the ground and sit there and those hens won't make a sound and just feed off to their nest. Mm-hmm. And then them gobblers fire up, you know, an hour or two hours after they hit the ground. And you're like, okay. But for that hen to act like that, you would think oh, maybe something... She either came in late, mm-hmm. you know, or lost the nest. But, you know, who knows? I mean, I know there's some biologists that say there's a pecking order with hens. There's a boss hen that she's bred first, and then all the others follow suit. Well, if the other ones are ready to be bred before her, they can't say anything because she's the boss bird. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe that chain effect, too, on that. Yeah. And you, interesting. you said you were... You had every intention, or you had in the past, to because you had seen this bird yeah. in a field, right? Yeah. You've seen him twice. You've seen him. You saw his spurs. It was like, holy cow, that's a big bird. Yeah. Uh, we're joking about trophy turkey hunting, yeah. but I mean, who does, what turkey hunter doesn't get fired up about long spurs? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's... I mean, I, I had every intention of, of honestly shooting one of those first three birds that came in, but, you know, like I, said, I was trying to kill one with my bow. Mm-hmm. And that was my ultimate goal, to get one with my bow. And I had the decoys, you know, at five yards. And like I said, you can see it in the footage here later on, but those three toms come out, and I showed you guys. They walk across the field, you know, and the hen that's with them starts coming my way. So here I'm thinking, well, these birds are going to come right into bow range. It's going to be perfect. Well, you know, they don't. They go just keep walking and go behind me. And that kind of blew my opportunity there, in which, you know, in hindsight, right after they walked behind me, I automatically started thinking, man, I should have just put down my bow and grabbed my gun and shot, you know. <laughs> so after those worked off, I, I told myself, I was like, next bird that comes in, no matter what he is, and just luckily it was that one, but no matter what bird it is, if, if he stays out of bow range, you know, right off the bat, if he even acts like he's not coming into these decoys, I'm putting my bow down and getting my gun. Because, you know, that's, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a turkey, I'm a turkey hunter, you know. I, I'm not necessarily just going to let birds walk by just to try to get one well, with my bow. They don't I make just, the record book if you don't shoot them with a bow, though, right? Oh, I ain't worried about the record book. <laughs> man, yeah, that's, you know. But I'll say, we, we've never been a spur hunter or anything like that when it comes to turkeys. 
But when Andy saw this bird, he sent me the video before season. He'd ridden out to the farm to check it. And this bird stood there. It was, was it this one or the no, other? No, it was the other. So there's two birds there's that have birds. birds like this. And he drove by at like 10 yards, and this bird just stood in the cedars. Not this one, but the other one. And he filmed it. Oh and phone. it's got the same size, if not bigger. And so it's like, it's hard not to get excited about that because you don't yeah. kill inch and a half spurs every day. That's, yeah. that's or like, every year even. Every yeah. year, you know, it's just, it was insane. But I told, him, I told him before the season, I was like, if you pass on a bird because you looking at the spurs, he said, <laughs> he said, I promise I will pass the, he said, I will go back behind the camera if I let one walk by me at 10 yards. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I understand trying to get one with a bow, so I, 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 I'm not mad. I'm it not is, mad. It is something cool, though, because, like, I've talked about it before. Like, deer, you walk up to a deer, um, and, you know, sometimes you have trail camera pictures where you can see the fine details and stuff, but you walk up to a deer a buck and you I mean you find different things that you didn't know that's it's always a surprise you yeah. know it's like oh look at that character that's cool that's yeah. neat you know um different kickers and points or double throat patches I mean you all there's all kinds of different things that make a deer unique mm-hmm. um turkeys you really don't have a whole lot and and so it's hard to beards and spurs beards yeah. and spurs is pretty much it multiple beards and people have killed multiple spurred birds mm-hmm. but yeah you know. And those are a little more rare and stuff. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it's kind of one of those things. Like if you kill one bird, you kill twenty birds. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like they're all going to be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but something like this, when you walk up to that, I mean, it's you're already excited. You killed a gobbler. That's cool. Oh yeah. Um, but then you walk up to it and you see it, and it's like, oh man, this is awesome. Like this is yeah. I didn't know. It's more excitement oh, yeah. that adds to the already exciting situation. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally get it. I, Today, um, I saw a white gobbler, which was crazy. Never seen one before. No. Um, hunting public land here in Tennessee, and uh, me and Adam have been hunting. Adam's been off and on this week. Yeah, I've had to work. Had to work and stuff, but I've been here for a 10-day trip. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, man. If I if I see a gobbler, I don't care, what, I don't care if it's whitey. I'm going to shoot it. But... Man, there's something about that white oh, bird yeah. would be really cool. Oh, well, yeah. And those guys that kill smoke phase and like just, yeah. just integrate like these birds, the colors. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh, to have an opportunity at that. So yeah. for you to see that, it's like I'm not leaving that area. Yeah, no, I'm going to be right back in there the next day. Uh, Parker, so here's your, here's, your, here's your question: In the morning, two gobblers are coming down the ridge. You got a the big first, long, you got a big regular long beard in the front, and you got whitey. Bring up through year about sixty yards. What are you gonna do? I'm shooting the first one. Are you gonna <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first one that gives me a shot. I'll try to get Whitey on camera so everybody will believe me. But uh, White Lightning, I think, is what I called him in the in the video. Oh, White Lightning! He was out there. It was crazy. So I, I had there was like seven. Like just the fact that I heard as many gobbles today as I did different gobblers and didn't come out of the woods with a bird kind of makes me feel ashamed. It was crazy. So I walked over this hill, and I checked my binos, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look like anything. And I walk a little bit further, and I can kind of see up a little bit higher, and I catch this white and red in the field. And I look up, and I see a hen fly off, a regular hen fly off. And I look, and I'm like, is that a chicken standing out there? What is that? And uh, and finally, he kind of pokes his head up, and I see he's got he's got white. I, I, I mean, unless he's just, like, white from here up. I never saw his fan or anything like that, yeah. but I mean, 
it was a white bird. And that's when I realized he was the one doing that because when she flew off, he was looking for her. And so I tried to go around and uh, cut him off, and I thought I missed him by a while. But actually, he fired up. <laughs> so the group of a bunch of birds was across this field from me, and they were gobbling like crazy. So I went back over there, and when I went back over there, he started firing up again. And that's when I realized he was the one doing the goofy gobble. Just, Goofy <laughs> it's the goofy gobble is the term you're gonna. It use was from so now on. it was so wild. I've never seen anything like that. Especially you know, I think I guess we were talking to y'all earlier, and it's like that's got to be like a legend around that area. You know, like well, you would think somebody would see him. Somebody would have yeah. seen him and not left the place until they killed. Taking him. all their vacation days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like we were saying earlier, there's been, there was another white turkey killed in Tennessee mm-hmm. earlier in the year on some public land. Guys went in by boat. I don't even know what lake or anything it was, but yeah. a, a white tom. Yeah. Solid white. I remember seeing that. It's yeah. cool. If I ever shot anything like that, I, I mean, it's speaking of trophy turkey hunting, like it's a full body mount. Oh yeah, 100%. If oh, I yeah. ever shoot if I shoot that bird, which I've got 4 days to get it done, so we'll see, but yeah, I'll shoot the first one that gives I, me a shot opportunity. I think that fourth day maybe we should all go in there. <laughs> <laughs> just get on just every point. Get on every point around him and he we'll see, I'm just going to be hoping it's a tame bird cuz I'm just going to start walking towards it. <laughs> so that's my next thing that I'm going to do. I'm He's not, just going to stand there and be like Looking around like, what's up, man? I'm like, boom! <laughs> Won't mess up any feathers that way. That's my next. That's my next option. If I, because these field birds, man, they're sketchy. Oh yeah. Like they, I'm not used to them. I hunt yeah. big woods in North Alabama, um, where you can get away with a little bit more. You got terrain to yeah. kind of sneak through and stuff. Especially if you hear a bird gobbling, you can you can figure out a way to get close to him and get kind of in his bubble. These fields, you come into those gaps. And if there's a bird in there, Adam, you called that one this morning, and he didn't even see you, and he was running oh, away. Oh, yeah, man. He was like 200 yards away. Now, I told you guys that there was a vehicle back in this WMA running around, so he was yeah. probably already a little spooky. But I'm coming up to this field, and this bird's 200 yards away. I don't know he's there, but I did hear him gobble first thing in the morning, so I beelined it over there to him. Got to the field, just made a couple little soft yelps and clucks, and I kind of looked through the gap, and, man, he's just running. And, I mean, I'm not that bad of a caller. I don't know what got him. So, I think that bird's been messed with been a lot. Messed with, yeah. Yeah. But my next my next option is, well, I mean, I'm just going to, like, get down on my belly. We were talking about it yeah. yesterday. Just get down on my belly and see if I can sneak up on him. Crawl it. Just try it. I mean, I ain't going to hurt nothing. No. He can sneak. <laughs> no. So, do you guys do a lot of sneaking? I mean, y'all obviously, y'all don't do the sneak. We do, so Andy and I live that. We're not against people that sneak birds or anything like that. Sneak, like crawling Steve a bird. With, own on everything. Exactly. Uh, the gobbler yeah. crawl or whatever you want to call it with a fan and a decoy. Fan. Yeah. I'm not saying we haven't done it and it's an adrenaline rush and yeah, it's fun, but we also look at it as is it really turkey hunting if you're not out there? Like, I mean, it is a style of turkey hunting, but yeah, it but is. But I would. Like, are you learning anything from the fact that you can go out there in blue jeans and a white t-shirt and gobbler crawl a turkey? No. But, you know, we've done it. Oh, yeah, we've done it. I've shot 50% of my birds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I use it's a fan technique, but I But I will say fanning is different than gobbler crawling, in my opinion. Yeah. 
we what we what I consider fanning. We may be in a woods scenario where a bird hangs up at seventy yards. We have land and they time. and see we don't use a lot of decoys in the woods, yep. so we're trying to make them come looking. So we may have a fan or that decoy laying next to us and pick it up and show him movement so he knows that there's another bird because he's hung up. So in my mind, that's fanning a bird and that's a tactic that can be used. Like I don't like, like I'm not saying that's not going to be used, but that is one we use a lot of is to pick it up and show him movement that it has a red head or a white head so he knows it's a bird. But well, and that's, that's the same thing. So as two different really. two different things there. Yeah, yeah. it's you. You're just using a tactic to make them think there's a bird there. Yeah. it's the same yeah. thing as a call. Yeah, but yeah. but it, I've I've crawled plenty of birds over the years oh, yeah. before before it became famous and it was a thing and everybody knew about it. Me, I've killed a lot of birds that way. Yeah. Well, hip, Not hipster, saying I didn't. Hipster turkey hunting. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> before it was cool. But like I said, fanning in my opinion is completely different than gobbler crawling. Yeah, a bird. And I mean, I've heard of old school hunters that are hunting woods, and you know, it's the same scenario. The bird hangs up, and they don't have any decoys. That I've heard them say they'll move, and just slightly move just a rock to show movement to this bird and kill the bird. And I'm hmm. like, I'm not that bold. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I've heard it told many times sitting around the table like this. I'm like, there's no way you did that. But it's the same yeah. thing with us. I mean, we're literally moving our arm and picking up a fan and oh, showing yeah. it to them. There's yeah. nothing different. So, you know, I guess teeth thrown and more I mean, it, it, To me, it's kind of like, you know, that we hunt Kentucky. You're allowed to hunt over corn in Kentucky for deer. Mm-hmm. We do that. You know, it's, it's a legal method to kill turkeys. If you want to crawl across the field with the fan and the decoy, you know, if, the, if, that, if, that's what you, if that's how you enjoy turkey hunting, that's fine. You know, I mean, that's... You know, I, I will just, say too. I will say I've never actually done that. I literally ninja crawl, like I do the belly crawl. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not I will say oh, yeah, I will say this: yeah. crawling with a decoy in front of you, we try not to do that for a reason. Is also is because it cannot be like safety. Yeah. Which we hunt a lot of private land, and yeah, it's okay to do it. I mean, but there's states that you can shoot literally turkeys with rifles. Florida, remember Virginia, Virginia, West Virginia. You can shoot turkeys with rifles, and these guys are out here going to crawl across a field with a turkey decoy in front of them? Kid got killed in uh, Alabama just recently. So that scares Uh, me, and that's why I'm not like 100% like, yeah. Yeah, do that. He actually, the the, uh, kid kid passed away. He got shot um, in Alabama last week, week before that, and he wasn't doing anything. The guy just shot at movement. Oh jeez! And, and it and it, I think it hurt the dad. I think the dad was injured as well, and the and the little boy died. Oh, and I will say a prime example also with us hunting the hunting public with Ted. That was I mean that was oh, an, yeah. it was an accident. I mean, yeah, Ted. We uh him he came went hunting with us, and uh, we were passing one of the farms that we have to hunt, and we looked out and we seen a hen and a big strutter behind them, and they were heading up toward this pond. Well, we, of course, pulled over the side of the road. We got out, and I was in front. And, of course, this private ground, only we're only allowed to hunt it. Of course, people can trespass, but, you know, majority of the time people, you know, they respect property lines around here for the most part. But we were, we were going after those birds, and we got up to the fence row. And, of course, what do you do when you don't know where the turkeys are? You'll hold that, you know, that decoy up and look, you know, peek through. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't do that. <laughs> 
I walked and we went through the fence and I looked up and there was this Tom standing on the palm bank looking at us. Of course, the sun was behind us, so all he saw was movement. So instantly, I throw that fan up, okay? Well, he, he still, he don't know what to think. He knows something's wrong. So he just eased over the pond bank. Well, I told Ted and David, I was like, we've got to get down to that pond bank like quick. So we take off getting it down this hill, get to the pond bank. And I tell them, we, we're down there, we're like, here's the water. Pond bank goes over into the field. And I said, I'm going to ease up here and see where this turkey's at, you know, see where we can go, what we can do, call to him, crawl to whatever. So I ease up over the pond bank, and that sucker hadn't went 20 yards. He's standing there about 25 yards from me. Well, what does he do as soon as he sees me peek over that bank? Oh, he's mad. Boom, he's coming. I eased down on the like, decoy. God. So he's oh, eased up with the yeah, decoy. Yeah, he's up like, with the decoy. He's got the decoy. Yeah. He's looking at to see where these birds are. To see are where going. he went. Well, that turkey sees the, the decoy. And he's he's like, 25 yards. I mean, you'd think, I, I thought, you know, oh, he's probably going to be way out in the middle of this field, you know. And no, he is He is 25 yards over that pond bank. So I see him coming. I'm like, oh, crap. So I dropped down. I said, Ted, he is coming right here. I said, you're going to have to shoot him right like right here. He said, right here? I said, yeah, he's going to be right here, like five yards. He said, no way. I said, Ted, he's right there. <laughs> and so by the time he gets his gun up, he comes up over the hill. And boom, he shoots him at literally six steps. Yeah, insane. So it's just like he shot it. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just like he, he needed that then, though. Yeah. They, oh yeah, that's he what he missed, you know. And he, you know, he got his Jake and everything. And then after that, but and it was awesome. You know, he was stoked, you know. But that was, you know, that was one of those times where it was like it was literally an accident to to fan the birdie. You yeah. know, was, he was just right there. And uh, but it worked out too, you know. Yeah, I mean, in the in the deer hunting world, we you know it's kind of like. Anything, you, whatever you got to do to get that buck down, absolutely, yeah. you do it. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, it's we've used it in the past, and we just we try not to promote it because safety issues, and that's the only thing that really deters it. You know, besides, you know, heck, a lot of people can go out there and crawl them with blue jeans, and you're just kind of like, at some point, I was just like, well, I don't want to do that anymore because I mean, we had done it, and it was just like I didn't learn anything from this. Crawl, well, crawl. prime example, your cousin. Yeah, okay. He, yeah. He killed my cousin messages me, which I mean, he is a good he's a good hunter. He's a good he kills big bucks and he kills a lot of turkeys. But this year he could not call a bird in to save his life. He just couldn't do it. And he killed two opening wheat by crawling them, just like that. Getting out in the field and crawling across until you get to that bubble and they commit to the decoy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he called he was like, Can you take because he said the, he did it the third time and he didn't he didn't even pull the trigger because he's like I just it just didn't do it for me it was like that point like yeah it's exciting to get him running in there but he was like I want to call a bird in you know and actually work this bird and it was just that's how it was and I, and <laughs> and I think that's and he quit he hadn't killed another one he, yeah he stopped he stopped and I think that's where I mean like I said I've done it for years and killed a lot of birds that way and I think I just got to that point just like he did that I was like Okay, I'd rather not do this because I want to try to like, I want to work this bird. There's nothing like them beat, coming in gobbling exactly. in your face, beating you them at their own game. You know, like yeah. faking them out. Like, hey, I just beat all you other hens, and I, I tricked this one to, in my life. You know, like that's the, that's the idea. So, kind of, I guess, really going back to what Adam started out with, talking about your story, um, of the bird you killed yesterday, uh, the giant. So. We're hunting late season, 
And it really is seeming like, like you're talking about working birds and anybody who's listening to this that has any experience in turkey hunting probably knows what you're talking about when you say working a bird. But when you get this time of year in May, like I said, I had seven gobblers just hammering till noon today. And it really seemed like the only thing that was going to kill them was just intercepting them. Like, there was no working any of these birds. They just, it seemed like the only thing that they were attracted to was each other. Um, and I don't know, maybe white gobblers are gay. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's something I haven't, I haven't. Uh, Is this like, what are you talking about? Color like that? You're going to shoot and Marty have a rainbow beard. <laughs> No, I mean, it it seemed like, and so obviously, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, do I need to try gobbling? Talking about late season birds, what what is something that seems like could possibly work in that type of scenario with birds who, when you have that many turkeys that don't really, I mean, Whitey was with the hen, so obviously they're, they have some, all, almost all of them that we've seen, that I've seen on the side of the road have been with hens, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. So they have some, there's some importance to a hen this time of year, Mm -hmm. but they're just not coming into calls. They're not even hardly responding to the calls, other than when they're on the roost. In my opinion, you could be, you know, dealing with a couple different things, but that could be a group of two-year-old birds that's been whipped all year long by gobblers. You know, and other gobblers are always with hens, just about. So they have, you know, unless that hen's going to come to them, they're not going to go to a hen because they're afraid of what's with her. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, we run into this on uh, Tim's farm down there. Mm-hmm. We had a group of four or five two-year-olds one year that would not come to call. And this is from the beginning of the season. They would not come to calling. They would not come to a decoy. They would they would gobble their heads off all day long. But unless the hen went to them, they weren't going to get a hen because mm-hmm. they had just been whipped. And uh, in my opinion, they, that's what happened. They had been whipped. And they didn't want anything to do with a turkey that didn't want to come to them. Mm-hmm. And that, that's my opinion on on one reason why they might not be coming to you. So would you say like a maybe a Jake Yelp? Would that be something that might be able to be utilized? Or I mean, I would I would honestly, I, if you're saying there's hens with them, I would try to see if I could get them vocal and try. I don't to know. If, I don't know if there's hens with these ones. I know there was a hen with Whitey. I don't know okay. that there's a hen with yeah, these ones. But, I mean, my opinion, I mean, late season, cl- get close to them on the roost, yeah. as close as you could on the that, That's about the only thing I would know. And hope that they come And, and hope that they, they come your way. You know, it, whatever they did this morning, they're probably going to do it again tomorrow because they didn't get bothered. So, but, I mean, if you could loop around them and get between them and that I field. I can. I absolutely can. That's that's what I would do. And but, you I'm might not say a peep. Yeah. You know, you might not Just be able to call at all. Deer hunt them, kind of. Just, yeah. I mean. But I agree with him 100% late season. When there's leaves on the tree, I, we, we try to get really close to them. And at that point, if you you know he's saying there might be two-year-olds and scared of like going and running in on him, so that means you might want to be real quiet and soft with your calls. Or even you know, scratch. Like if you can get like right up underneath them and you just throw those just real soft yelps at them and they'll be like, okay, it's, I'm going to pitch down and see how safe I'm going to be right there in their lap. And he's mm-hmm. going to pitch down right to that hen. Because if they're two-year-olds, they may very well be like, okay, right off the roost and get that hen before if there's any other bigger birds. If they don't hear anything else, gobbling close. Yeah, so that that is definitely something late season that we we try to do. I know is 
if we have these birds pinpointed, how close can we get? Knowing with the land around it, and like you're talking about trying to get in position, like if you do have to intercept them, but use the land to your advantage and try to get yourself in the, you know, within 60, 70, 80 yards of these birds, because when you get in that bubble effect, even late season on two-year-olds, I mean, you can kill those birds. Well, I mean, if you know which way they went this morning, I mean, you got to think, I mean, you can shoot 40 yards to your left, 40 yards to your right. That's 80 yards you can cover. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even if you don't say a peep, if you know halfway decently of where those birds are going, oh, yeah. you've, so got a decent, you've got a decent chance yeah. of, of getting one of them in the morning, you know. So, what happened this morning is, um, and I'm just telling scenarios, you know. I mean, I know I'm not the only person that's ever found myself in this situation with late season oh, yeah. birds. Um, but what happened yesterday, they basically did the opposite of what... And I say it may have been a totally different group because the, there was three other birds that were gobbling where the birds gobbled yesterday. But these were in, I mean, at the, almost the same area. It wasn't, you know, less than 100 yards away. Um, but they didn't do the same thing. And so that was kind of my whole thing is like, and maybe they didn't do the same thing they did yesterday because they got bothered yesterday. Because they saw me in that field yesterday. That could very well be, yeah. if it was the same birds, you may be exactly right. Is, um, you know, And so I have an idea of what to do tomorrow. And I think what we may end up doing is me and Adam both go. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a pinch point. There's a big, long, there's a big, long ridge um, or finger that comes out of the land and onto the lake. And there was three birds gobbling on either side of that. So... Yeah, you know, maybe get on, each of you get on one side. Yep, and uh, for everybody listening, I'm showing a map. They were all gobbling right there, and today they pitched down and went right there, oh, and yeah. they stayed in this. That's when he, this guy, was yelling at them, and they yeah. started gobbling. And I went all the way around there. Whitey was right there, went all the way back because he was. These were gobbling still over here, and then they. So they were there. steadily gobbling. Until twelve, just didn't weren't responding to calls. Just not not calls. Sounds like they got hens with them. Because, I mean, if a two-year-old's been whooped, you know, they're going to be vocal. But at the same time, I mean, they could come in silent, more or less, and not worry about anything else, just to see what's there. I know the three yesterday morning did not. They were all by themselves. No kidding. They were all by themselves. And I screwed that one up. They caught me setting up. But, so, I'm thinking, I, I went in this morning right here and set up basically right there. If I would have been set up right there, I mean, you see. You can get all the way up there from the lake. Too. That's oh, not, yeah. that's not, I mean, I can cover that with a shotgun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If they if they use that, and it's just scratched up to pieces right there. You take Adam and put him on that left side right yep. there where your red dot is. And... Yep. And this is where they were roosted at. They yeah. were roosted all going all up and down that. And then there were more back in that field. It's a good looking place. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's. Do you want to go in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't got, I, ain't, I ain't got nothing to do. We'll cover it. So, I mean, I, I really feel confident that at some point in the next four days, we can. Eventually, they're going to do what we need them to do. But, I mean, I think a lot of people struggle with this, especially when it comes to late season. Birds mm-hmm. have been. Not only whipped by other gobblers, they've been called to. Called to. They know everything. Decoyed and everything. So it it kind of is a it's like a great mystery to a lot of people. It's like okay, everything that I know about turkey hunting is no longer relevant. Relevant. No matter if you're Dave Owens, you know, 
number two best champion caller at the NWTF this year, mm-hmm. or no matter who you're at. You know, if they, they're not going to come to a hen caller, they're not going to come to a hen caller, period. You know, and the hens aren't hardly doing anything. Mm-hmm. I heard one do like a, it was like a really light, almost like really light fly down cackle the day. It was, and then she was on the ground. And it was, that was it. That's it. And then I heard, I had, I called one hen up um, to the field that I was sitting on, like around seven o'clock or so. Um, and she was just, and it was one of those things, like, is that, just feeding. is that a hen? I can't tell, but it was obviously one. Um, and so they're not saying much. So if you kind of follow in suit, you know, but like what you said, the hen that you were on or that was with those birds yesterday, she was going crazy. But she just did it for 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, just that one good time to get them gobblers. And, and they came up to her, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, that's kind of one of those things. Just throw your hands up in there and say, what the heck was that? Yeah, you know, because yeah. like you're saying, everyone, every other hen I've seen or heard has been real soft. Like, exactly mm-hmm. like you're saying. Yeah. But then she just went nuts. Yeah. I don't know. She's just, she's mad or <laughs> glad or something. I don't know what her deal was. She's honey. Yeah. Um. But like what you said, man, she, you know, it could be where she just, she lost her nest and was looking. I mean, and you have those scenarios. That's the thing about turkey hunting is like with deer, I mean, you get the rut, you know, in your area, make, make it a secondary rut where they come back into, mm-hmm. into estrus and stuff. But with turkeys, it's like everything can be, there's so many variables. Like just because... When a buck's in rut, he's going to be relatively, not stupid, but easier to kill. Yeah. Um, turkeys, it's like all throughout the season, you have different phases, and every bird is in a different phase. Well, and you got to pack in order time. and everything yeah. else. So everything plays effect in those hens. And everything well, it's like, like I talked to you about earlier. Um, we had quite a few buddies out hunting this morning. Two of them never even heard a single gobble, and the other ones heard one gobble on the roost. Mm-hmm. You're down there, you heard... What, seven, six or seven different birds you said? I was hearing gobbles when we got out of the car yeah. here at your house and uh, those dogs are barking, the neighbor's dogs are barking over there. I looked at him, I was like, did you hear a gobble? Like, I'm like hearing gobbles because yeah. I heard them all morning long. Um, it's see, the, the phantom gobble. The, the, that, that shows you difference. I mean, where you were, where they were. And they were probably hunting private land. Yeah. You know, yeah, solid. They, they know there's birds. Where there. they know it's mm-hmm. there, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, man, we've heard we've heard gobblers every morning, multiple. I mean, it hadn't just been like one gobble and they're done. Oh, it was for me today, but yeah, different circumstances. For the most part, <laughs> for the yeah, yeah, you had guys up there boogering it up and yeah. stuff. And I'd been hunting Full those birds. Yeah. No, I think they're probably growing something. Yeah, I think that was more and the way that what the description of the vehicle. I'm thinking maybe they're growing something. <laughs> I, I, when they rolled what are you guys out talking of there. About? <laughs> they were in a big white no. SUV. Marrow. <laughs> it had yeah. three pit bulls I've in the back of their truck. <laughs> There's no reason for this type of vehicle to be in this area. Before 5 a.m. Before 5 a.m. Was... That's the crazy thing is the time. It's like, I could see people joyriding around on WMA roads. The no. time. But and there's the a bunch of tire tracks oh, in there. Yeah. 
in the pitch black, there's no joy riding. In the, like, I mean, there is, but like not at four in the morning, five in the morning. And they'd shut their vehicle down for a while. During the like, middle of the week. Like, they probably seen you. They probably had thermal and everything watching for anybody out there. Like, there. Was, <laughs> I don't know you go back there. I'm not going there. Yeah. Yeah. Be on the radar. <laughs> but you know me, I'm always carrying, so I'm good. They must have got 12. Yeah, they're probably our two. <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, they might have put they might have put some booby traps out there, even trip wires and oh, stuff. If you walk back through there, those turkeys. Man. I think I'd go with him. I mean, I'm I'd, not gonna go to Wadi. <laughs> when I was a kid, I hunted a piece of property, and there was a the neighbors had a marijuana patch, and the we neighbors. had we had. Well, I was a kid. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but there was a, we had a tree stand. The hunting club had a tree stand. It was called the marijuana patch because the neighbors were growing marijuana down below it. Deer love it too. Deer love it. Yeah, they, they like those, those cannabis yeah. fields and stuff. Turkeys yes. do too. Uh, there's a guy that we used to kill a lot of deer right there. There's a guy I hunt his property. Um, Crazy, back home. I know. Like he's, he's grows it <laughs> yeah. legally. He grows it legally, yeah, yeah. and the deer and turkeys love it. Um, that's a good. But make some hot. I will be in Colorado next week. <laughs> food plot. How do I grow this for a food plot? <laughs> you buy twenty pounds of it, bring it back, you get pulled over. You're like, it's for the deer, I swear. <laughs> I'm pouring it out for the deer. <laughs> Should uh, write into the uh, Tennessee wildlife and be like, so wait, can you bait in Tennessee? On no, private? no, no, you, you, you can feed them, you yeah. can feed them, but you can't hunt over it. Alabama legalized it this year, so it's like, since it's legal, do I have to get the bait permit to hunt over weed? <laughs> weed? I got three or four bales of marijuana. Uh, yeah, maybe don't call it weed when you when you write that letter in. Uh, that's cool. I'm 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 always interested to hear different guys' takes on, you know, especially the things that are current. Like we could talk about turkey hunting early season mm-hmm. um, when they're all fired up, and oh, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, you kill three and a week, a week, mm-hmm. pretty much. Oh, we, we killed, killed we killed ten in like twelve days. Oh, literally, our first twelve days of hunting, we, we killed, killed ten birds. That's so, crazy. Like I mean, it was yeah, it was just hot. And it, it was right was... for the taking and. You know, like you said, it just like different times of the year, the way the birds act in different farms. But even like, like you said, people weren't hearing gobbles and you guys are having them hammer. So, you know, it's different aspects, different farms and what kind of what the birds are doing on each farm. It's crazy because it'll, it'll make us so mad because we'll be Brent. We were hunting Sunday. Was it Sunday? He Sunday. killed um, Sunday. We, we had or Saturday. No, it was. Saturday, because yeah. birds gobbled good on the roost. They hit the ground at the farm that Andy killed at, and nothing, yeah. silence. And we sat there till 1 o'clock, because it's 50 acres. It's, we should see. We saw hens moving through, no gobblers. They always fire up. And we get Some a message, we get a message yeah. from Brent. He goes, man, they are on fire this morning, and we're going... What? Are you just messing with us? Like, he probably slept in, you know, because he does that. He's like, no, they're gobbling their heads off. He said, I've killed one. He's killed a giant. And, I'm, and we're just like, okay, we need to move farms or do yeah. something. Like, yeah. you know, because, you know, you're in the wrong area. It's kind of what, it's what we talked about earlier, though. It's like different birds are different. Uh-huh. And you just kind of. You have to like build up an arsenal of tactics. You can't just have early season tactics, and you got late season tactics, and you got the 
whatever rut, you know, peak breeding time or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you've, you've got to be able to, uh, is it Mike Pentecost that says, talks about checking the temperature of a bird? Um, like, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. He, yeah, he, he kind of talks about that a lot. He, you got, like, you've, you've got to learn how to do that, you know, so that, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a professional at it at all. Like, I don't, I don't know a lot about turkey hunting, um, but I'm trying to build up that arsenal, you know, where I can, and this is something I haven't done a lot, late or mid-May turkey hunting. Field birds. Field birds. Like, I'm just, this is all new to me, so, yeah. um, but it also goes back to, I think a lot of people always like, how, how do you know when to do this? How do you know when? I don't. I'm just in that situation, and it just felt right at the time, and it worked. It's Sometimes not even, it works. Yeah. You know, it's like, for experience. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, like, it's, and you can't explain it to somebody. Like, I, like, you know, somebody's on a hunt, and they're saying, hey, he's doing this or he's doing that. How do I need to kill him? Well, I'm not there. I don't know what's happened leading up to that. I don't, don't know, know the what terrain. The, features, I don't know the you know. terrain. I don't know what the, how the bird's been reacting to calling. Like you, being there is 100 percent different than just being able to tell somebody, mm-hmm. "Hey, this is how I did it." You know, it's yeah. it's really hard to get to that position where you say, "Yeah, hey, if he does this, you do that." No, it doesn't work that way. You know, there's so many different things that variables that play into that. Hey, if he's doing this, well, I could do this, 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 or this, and this. And hope that I choose the right one. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how I like, I look at turkey hunting is experience is key. Well, for us, our mindset, since when you start filming, your mindset has to change. You know, because it's like before we started filming, we talked about this. Uh, we did a podcast about a week ago with Buddy. And um, we was talking about, you know, before we started filming, if a gobbler is gobbling, I can kill him. You know, because these hills down here... He's yeah, on the side you of the hill. Sneak up to the edge. You, can, you can go over, drop off the other side of the hill, go over there, get even with him, and just come up over that hill, and you're, you know, mm-hmm. just you know, it's sneak not up even, there. He's up behind the tree and just waiting for him to show his head, and he's done. And know? at that point, we weren't using decoys like the gobbler crawl. We're yeah, just, we, it's because just, these hills and hollers are so steep. Indian style. You, you know, can literally get right. up there next to them yeah. if they continue to gobble, no matter if it's at a crow, at you crow calling. Or a turkey call or whatever. If you if he's standing there and he's gonna gobble without you calling to him with a turkey call, I can kill him in these hills and hollers most yeah. of the time. And that was one of the things we talked about yeah. for sure. Now, now when we get to Illinois, we hunt Illinois also. That flat, open, more open ground. Good luck. You can't. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You can't. If they're gonna gobble, you still there's only a certain distance you can go with those birds. Yeah. You know, I mean. Like I said, down here, there's there's always a roll and a heel. Or any, there's something where that'll help you get closer to those birds. But up there, it's totally different. So, yeah. I mean, that, that goes back into, you know, when people ask you for advice on, on you know, your buddy calls, you say, man, he's doing this, what should I do? It's like, honestly, I can't tell you. I mean, you know, if, if I was there and I could see the lay of the land and, and that kind of things, you know, I could tell you. But yeah, it's just experience and knowing your... No, they talk about this a lot as just one of the most important aspects to turkey hunting, even more so than deer or duck or, you know, whatever, is woodsmanship and just learning how different terrain features, different vegetation can um, help you out, you know, in, in whatever scenario, you know. And so that's one of the things that I'm, you know, this is, this is, I mean, we had, in Alabama, where I live, it's like, Big ridges, big woods, and things like that. Here, I mean, the stuff I'm hunting, and the stuff you're hunting, Adam, is relatively flat. Like, yeah. 
it's all flat ground. River but then bottom. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it is truly river bottom land. Where at, I mean, you get a little bit away from it, and it starts to be pretty, pretty mm-hmm. steep. But it's still not like you still have flat areas. Mm-hmm. You know, those right. a lot of the cropland and stuff is still relatively flat. Um, and so it's it's just a whole different ball game for me. I you know I feel like I don't have the advantage of terrain to be able to keep myself relatively hidden. Yeah. And then this time of year, man, I mean. Once it gets to be so green and so thick, it can be a good thing. But yeah. man, those birds can see so good, and you may not ever even know that no, they you were there. Them, yeah. yeah, but there's times also we look at it and say the bird's not going to walk through there. We need to move, and heck, they'll walk right through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to have yeah, walking like, through cutovers like yeah. legit, just thick, and y'all get Nasty, out cutovers. Gnarly. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've always, I mean, we talk about tactics and I agree building your arsenal and I've read so many magazines and tips and watched these guys for years, but until you get to experience it, you're not going to, I mean, and you won't know when to use it and when not to use it if you don't get to experience it, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one last question, um, and this is a selfish question, just because I want to kill a bird tomorrow. So <laughs> how close... Do you guys normally get how how close do you try to get to a bird on the roost? And are you going in gray light? Are you going in um, pitch black? Not using a light. We talked about this last time. Also, so first thing you went and roosted this, or if you went and roosted this evening and you knew exactly where the bird was, different than going like what tree blind. Because when they're gobbling this time of year with the leaves off the tree. You can walk in there. He climbs up the tree and he's gobbling. You can walk in there and literally get within that 60, 70, 80 yards and say, okay, I know exactly where that bird's at. Mm-hmm. So I need to be able to get in here in the dark well before daylight, before he even thinks about waking up. And fields also come into a big factor in that too. Where you're at, those pinch points, which side you want to get on, and that depends on also how close you want to get. So on your situation, my opinion I'd get all the way up to that field edge, up that holler in your in your gap, and I'd be there well before daylight because he may be standing right there. He may be roosted under over the top of you, and mm-hmm. I'd sit down next to a tree and I'd wait. Wait for in that hour. in that draw, your narrows. Mm-hmm. I'd be up there on the field edge side, set up, and just sitting next to a tree waiting until he gobbles. And if he's a hundred yards away, I'd keep inching closer. Yeah, and I'd get see how close I could get. Because you can see how thick it is and just try to get to that 50, 60 yards. Sure. And that's how I'd probably start out. But you're going to have to be, to get across that narrows, he, they may be roosted in there this time. Mm-hmm. You don't know. You know, if they may not be down the point. They may be in that pinch point. Sure. So I'd want to get across because they went to that field. Right. When, you, you know, they, you thought they went across it and back. Mm-hmm. So I would try to get up towards that field edge and sit down next to a tree yeah. and just kind of wait. What are your thoughts? Oh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, the earlier you can get in there and get on get on the back side of them, the, the way you think they're going to go, mm-hmm. the earlier you can get in there, the the better. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you're in there before it starts breaking daylight, you know, let's see, they're they're gobbling at five fifteen right now. If you if you could be up there sitting down on that back side by four forty five, mm-hmm. thirty minutes before they ever even start to wake up, wake up, then that'd be great. Because you're yeah. walking, you know, like you said, if if you're having a chance of walking under them, you're walking under them when it's dark. 
How do you feel about that? So, like, sneaking in, do you do you find that if you're in there and it's dark that it doesn't disturb them too bad when you... If it's, if if it's, it's dark, dark. If it's dark, If it's not dark. breaking daylight, yeah, I mean, I feel like you can... If there's a chance for them to be awake, we, then it can, in my, it can deter them from pitching out of that tree at yeah. daylight because we've mm-hmm. seen it many times with it, whether it be coyotes or something that walked under them while they're we I mean, know not even walks they're not even they're not even goblin but they so. something's walked under them before daylight that they didn't like and that bird not pitch out a tree till eight thirty in the morning because there's something that has yeah. something's bothered. I had them. one not pitch down. I ended up walking up on it. It was still roosted at ten thirty yesterday morning. Yeah. Or, and I don't uh, doubt Sunday it. morning. Something. Was it a hen or a goblin? It was a goblin. It was, it was a goblin. the bird I thought I was set up on all day, and I was. So, something something bothered him. Yeah. I guarantee you something bothered him where he didn't feel safe coming down. Yeah. And that's but I mean, we, When we went to Illinois a couple of weeks ago, my dad and I went to roost, and a gobbler literally flew up over the road that we had to drive out to get out of the farm. <laughs> so me and dad waited till dark to drive out. And the next morning, he was still right there. We literally drove 30 yards of the tree he was in, in the truck. And it was dark enough that it, that he stayed. So if it's dark out, you know, turkeys can't see at night. You right. know, they're like us. They're, they're sitting up there and it's black, you know. Yeah. So they're not going to pitch out whenever it's whenever it's dark. And you're not using a light, obviously. You're... It, the only light we ever use is our cell phone. Yeah. And, you know, and it... you. You just hit the button, you know, and literally just enough light, and it's pointing straight down. So I mean, yeah. But right now the moon's been pretty bright. Yeah, it's been pretty bright. So you should be so. able to walk in without anything. But I, I just mean, think that's that's the thing that a lot of people like. You know, I'm scared to move a lot of the time, even if a bird's seventy yards. The last time he gobbles, and I've got him coming my direction, like I'm, I get so nervous about. I guess it's the deer hunter side of me. Like you don't want to make that noise or. But you know that you've got to get adjusted right. yep. for where he's coming. But sometimes I just don't anyways. Well, the good but. thing, turkeys don't pay as much. I, I, I kind of always tell people it's the uh, don't see, don't care type attitude a turkey has. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have you been driving your vehicle into a field and see a turkey and back up real quick? And as long as you get out of his sight, they'll, they'll look. They don't see it no more. They'll calm down and go right back to doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. We doubled up on turkeys this but year. That, we drove right up there to them. They're still full strut. Yeah. So, you know, they can hear you drive and they can hear you on the gravel or what, but you top a hill and they're all still in full strut. We, we literally doubled I mean, up pay on those birds. Until they can see you. We drove up there. The hens and everything, they all sent us. They all, the gobblers were strutting. The hens, Jake's, there's a bunch, a whole group of turkeys. They seen us and they started walking up toward the woods. Well, we just backed up, you know, and sat there. And gave them 15 minutes. And, you know, they go up there and calm down. They went back to They, it, they yeah. go back to doing what they're doing. I, I mean, mean, that's exactly when I killed that bird the other day. It was just, I drove by them, video them for two or three minutes. They were looking at me. And I went and cut them off and ended up shooting one. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I think, I think it's hard for a lot of turkey hunters. I mean... Adam's there with his leafy suit on. I love his, leafy suit. Yeah. With his face Hey, they'll walk 10 yards up you but, leafy suit yeah. on. You talk about it's also, like, it's the 70 yards not wanting to move, but you've been calling to them. So, like, when it comes early, like, when they're gobbling on the roost, I, we just inch. Keep yeah. moving. And like, Especially by yourself. Wait until they gobble, then take a few more steps. Wait until they gobble, take a few more steps, and just keep trees in between you. I mean, it's leafy. I mean, 
they know stuff walks around. They can hear those leaves crunching. I mean, they're not going to pay much attention. You don't find that the leaf crunch really bothers them that much. No, I've been well when when they're on the ground, they think it's another turkey nine nine times out of ten. Yeah, I've been running across a over a ridge. Me and Austin, my buddy that used to film with us, we were running. The birds gobbling out here in front of us, and we take off running. We're running across, and it's just like because we know he's a long ways away. Well, oh, one hammers at sixty yards from us because he heard the leaves crunching, mm-hmm. and we just literally hit the ground up against the stump and ended up killing this bird. That we had no idea was in the air. I did the same exact thing. <laughs> over. I did. I was. Don't I was, tell him where. Well, it, it, was, <laughs> it, that one out. it went into my cousin's property, actually, it was, but it was it was over I, just the area. But it was Terry's property. But <laughs> you're so good, though. <laughs> just don't say where we've been hunting at because yeah. there there hasn't been a lot of pressure there, and we'd like to keep. It oh yeah. But uh, I took, are in I took West off, Tennessee. I took <laughs> off running, Far West. just like David said. I ran up on a little hill, and God, he hammered right, right in the tree, and I literally stopped, eased right down, made two calls. He flew, he flew down twenty yards of me. I killed him. He thought it was a hen coming through the woods. Because huh. I mean, if you've ever heard any birds coming through the woods, they're not quiet. No. They don't no, make a noise. Yeah. Or if they're scratching leaves, it's like. Yeah. I mean, right. it's loud. Hmm. So that I mean that that kind of. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like we said, every bird's different, so these might be the most paranoid turkeys in the they world. Could, they could be. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's don't get close and don't kill them or spook them off and don't kill them, yeah. Well, I mean, I th- I, like, like we are saying, I think if you can get up there early enough, you know, toward that field, and you hear them, hear them gobble, and if they're 150 yards away from you, great. Yeah. You definitely haven't spooked them, you know. Go ahead and inch closer to them. You're by yourself. You can take your time. You know, you can you can take that one step, one step, and just real easy and soft. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And then you know, once you once you feel like you're close enough, sit down. Or once you get to a place where you can shoot a long way this way and a long way that way. You but know? the way they've been acting, I would try to get as close and just be able to just get close enough that I could throw the softest call possible that they could hear it and think that they're close enough that they can just pitch into your lap. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's Whitey, I should be able to see him <laughs> in the tree somewhere. Yeah, you'll be the looking moon? for Whitey. moon up there? <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, it looks like it's going to be another 2.30 morning, it even though we're staying closer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all right. It'll be worth it. If, it. if it kills a bird. At this point, I don't care who kills it. If Adam killed it, I felt like I killed it. I don't know if you feel the same way. But. I feel like I killed it. I'm going to feel like I killed it. Yeah. If you kill it, I'm going to still feel like you killed it, and I'm going to try to kill another one. So you throw it in the boat, let's go. I would be, yeah, well, let's not get carried away. I would still be out there trying to fill my tag, but, yeah. um, like, I, I love I love plan, trying to plan, like, that night, you know, like, just kind of this, what we've been doing. I mean, what we talked about can help a lot of guys in a whole lot of situations. Oh, yeah. You know, but, um, you know, really talking out loud and getting ideas from guys who are definitely more seasoned than I am, yourself included, Adam. I mean, I'm I'm a West Texas boy that started hunting Easterns late in life. And I don't have just a ton of experience, but like I said, trying to build that arsenal. A lot of guys who listen to this are doing the same thing. Like, they're – you know, they've never done this, and they've started trying to do it on public land, which is even harder. Mm-hmm. And so you're dealing with people who have 
just pressured the heck out of these birds, a whole lot of stuff. And so I think one of the things I've tried to do throughout turkey season with all these podcasts is um, have very much scenario-driven conversations. So in this case, we talked about your scenario of the bird that you killed. You talked about – we've talked about several different scenarios, but oh, – and then ending on this scenario that I'm currently finding myself in and hoping that at some point when somebody listens to it or they're in a situation where they're like, what do I do here? Well, think back to this episode and like, well, that's what happened there. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah. And so that's that's really the, the best thing because at the end of the day, turkey's going to do what a turkey wants to do. Well, and if it makes you feel any better – those gobblers that we're talking about, those two-year-olds, mm-hmm. they've ended up killing one. So <laughs> you're going to end up getting one. We right. set up on a, a fence gap. They were walking around the road, and we went and set up there. We deer hunted them that day. And we That's hate, what we had to. We I, hate deer I, hunting I don't, turkey. I don't but but we, we did exactly like we're telling you. We went, we got set up, and, and they come walking around to us. Yeah. And he killed one at 20 yards. Hey, so man. I think I, I got a feeling in the morning is going to be. It's, it's in the morning. It's going to happen. It's supposed to rain in the morning. I think there's chances. I think it's better chances Spotty. throughout the day, okay. you know, okay. later on the day. I don't care. I mean, it, that's how it was this morning. But hey, if it rains, you're definitely going to that field. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's an added advantage. Yep. Exactly. Well, hey, we're going to end with this, okay? I'm going to do a speed round of questions. I'm going to ask a, que- a bunch of questions. I'm going to try to do it from my memory, okay? All right. Um, and we'll start. You answer, then you answer. It doesn't have to be long. Your answer okay. doesn't have to be super thought out. Just the first thing that comes to your mind, a couple of them are going to be kind of specific. We've already done it with you, didn't we, Adam? I don't know. No, well, then, well, then you will. All right, I get to join. Well, hot dang, you get to join it. All right. So, we'll start yeah, out with you, yeah, Adam. Yeah, that gives me a chance right. to play. All right, here we go. He's on the hot seat. Adam Cruz, what gun do you use? A Remington 870 12-gauge uh, special purpose turkey. With a red dot. With a red dot. Vortex. You like it? I love it. I've had it since I was 15 years old. I'm 36. A red dot? No. <laughs> <laughs> the red dot is very, very new. Should have got that a long time ago. Though. Golly. Have you ever used any other turkey guns, or is that the same one you've always I used? shot my first bird with a Savage Stevens single shot wow. at five yards, and that was my best memory in my life, other than my kids and my wife. Good answer. Other than. All right. Uh, what gun do you use, Andy? I shoot a Benelli Super Black Eagle Two. With a red dot also. Love the red dot. And I've killed turkeys with other guns. I've killed them with David's gun and some other guns that I've had. Uh, probably my most memorable gun was uh, I won a gun at a turkey banquet. And I felt like I had to have That's when the three and a half inch come out. And I felt like I had to have one. So I traded a guy out of it. And that's one my wife uses now. It's a 870 Remington 870. Old trusty. You can't beat them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, good old pump. I mean, they're they're are flawless but oh yeah awesome gun and killed birds with it and what kind of red dot do you use uh bushnell sportsman okay bushnell sportsman those were, those were the two that i think maybe you recommended didn't you yeah to me talked about because I, I had thought about getting one so they're just they're I, I like them because it's the tube red dot i don't like the holographic red dot as much because i, mm-hmm. I feel like i can see a reflection in it. Yeah. I missed the turkey two uh, times this year because of that reflection. Yes. Well, uh, and I, 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 I had to Time high. out. I've missed birds. You know, I've talked about it with the red dot. So I have the Bushnell. I think it's the trophy. I don't even think it's the... It's a sportsman it's trophy. A, yeah. It's the same, yeah. But it's the tube, and I've missed birds because 
bird has been moving left to right and swinging and I couldn't see my peripherals. I was so concentrated on that red dot. When I pulled the trigger, he was behind a tree and the other one, I pulled the trigger and he was behind a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Decoys don't have their breath done to taste nearly as good as that. No. So, <laughs> I'll say, to fry that? Yeah. It, well, we were doubling up. Aaron was filming us. It was Aaron's us. decoy. Yeah. We, oh, and man. so, we're, Andy was doing the countdown and he was the first one to shoot anyway. So, I was just there. If we had two come in, I was going to shoot. Well, birds come in and Andy says, one, two, and they are moving. And I, when we said three, I it was all over the decoy, and it spun it like a top. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, you shot the decoy. <laughs> it was funny. It was bad. All right, what kind of gun do you use? I've got the Winchester Super X3. Um, I've had it for a long time. I was kind of hoping Andy would say that was his favorite gun because I think he's killed a lot of birds with it, too. Cause, and I've killed a lot of birds with his Benelli because we'll be hunting, and he'll kill, and we'll just switch up and – He'll jump behind the camera, and I'll take his gun, which I missed one with his gun this year. I'm not saying it was his gun's fault, but it was it was 30 yards. It was something's fault. It was my fault. I killed with it right before. It definitely hit to the right. <laughs> if you watch the video, that bird was hit to the right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> first gun that my, I still have it to this day. It's in my safe. I haven't pulled it back out, but it's a Remington 1187. It's not the Pomp 870. But uh, it was definitely, it's just a three-inch gun. And I killed a lot of birds with it, and that was the one I was raised with by my dad. So I'm fortunate to still have it in my safe. Heck, yeah. That's awesome. All right, what kind of turkey loads do you use, Adam? Um, use the Federal TSS number nines. Uh, actually, just recently started shooting the same. We always shot Longbeard XRs until this year, and uh, a buddy of ours had the the federal TSS, we tried it and turned a 60 yard pattern or a 40 yard pattern into a 60 yard pattern. So that's what we're shooting now, also. It's, uh, you know, some people say it's overkill, but uh, it's a dead bird, it's a dead bird, you know. Heck yeah. A lot of times it's just what I can find. Um, I've got, because over the years I've shot Magnum Blends, Longbeard XRs, we just now got on this TSS, but it's like, man, what do you got in your vest? And you'll pull out a shell and it's, it's a Magnum Blend. I've killed, the, my first bird was with an XR. My second bird was with a Magnum blend. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's that's just what it was. And I don't know what came out of his gun on my third bird. I think it was a long beard XR. But, you know, it's just whatever we can get our hands on. You know, we're not really picky on that aspect of it. But TSS seems to be When you the, try to get them into 40 yards, it, it doesn't really matter. Try to get them, yeah, 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 even to 20 yards, honestly. But So at that point, it doesn't really matter what you shoot them with. But. We're going to be on and see what this TSS is all about, I guess. I hadn't even shot my gun with it, so I'm kind of excited to see what it does. Yeah, I like it. It's impressive. I'm using the same. I'm using the Federal federal TSS. Uh, I started out with three and a half and ended up just going to three because three three and a half was just a little too much. No, they're wicked. Yeah. Yeah. It it actually would, uh, would like, eject without me even just the... (laughs) He did it this year. I did. He did this year. I tried to pump it. I was like, well, it's already dang pumped. What's going on here? No, he said he killed one. I think it, we switched. We switched. I was like, I haven't shot a pump in so long. I won't get a second shot. He said, 
It'll reload itself. He said it, it just warped him and it was already ejected before he could even say anything. So. That makes me feel good. I was thinking something was wrong with my gun. No, I said, uh, just, you shoot one of those, all you have to do is push forward. You don't have to pull back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Adam, what's your bucket list turkey hunt? Oh, man. I'm just going to go Kansas. Kansas? Yeah. Rio's in Kansas, right? Is there some? Yes. Mm-hmm. Rios. That's what Rios. There's some hybrids, but there's yeah. a lot of pure. I just want to shoot a lot of birds in one day, basically. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard. You can yeah. go and buy a tag a day or whatever yeah. it is. You can buy as many as you want. Dave Owens, he yeah. literally lit them up last year. I heard that uh, Primo was him, Lake Pickle, and it was George. George. Yeah. 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 Their trip. Man, he's just like Dave Owens coming with buying, <laughs> buying another tag. Buy another tag. You got money. Go buy. Maybe it's Wisconsin. All right, Andy, what's your bucket list? Uh, I've got to say, uh, probably the oscillated down in in Mexico. Um, I've been fortunate enough to to kill everything, well, except the Merriams. I haven't got the Merriams yet, but uh, we uh, we got a really good friend, Jay Scott, down in Mexico. If I hadn't have done that one already, I would say the Goulds Hunt down in Mexico because that was just unbelievable. He is, I mean, the places he's got. And he's it is just unbelievable. It's awesome, but um, just because oscillated, it, it's you know it's so far away, and uh, and it's just a cool bird, monster spurs. You know, yeah. I like spurs. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I would say the oscillated down in Mexico, Yucatan down there. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. How about you? What do you think? I I don't disagree. I just I don't have I will go kill an oscillated. I don't have the desire, but scenery wise, I think is what my biggest thing. I'd like to be hunting around like the Devil's Tower, Wyoming, South Dakota, and that area, just because of the the country. I mean, it, it's not even the bird that I get to kill; it's what I'm getting to see while I'm killing it. You know, and I think that's where I'd like to like to go chase them for sure. Heck yeah, Adam, what's your most memorable turkey hunt? Oh, my first turkey. So uh, definitely. I'd struggled for a couple years. I didn't have a turkey hunting mentor. This is supposed to be fast, man. I just made it long already. That's okay. All right, so I uh, didn't have a, a turkey hunting mentor. Took Struggled a couple years. I had a buddy that just kind of took me under his wing and started giving me advice. And I roosted some birds. He said, hey, man, go roost some birds for opening day. I uh, called him up and said, all right, this is where the birds are roosted. Showed him on the map. And he said, all right, this is what you need to do. Got right underneath the birds. I took my dad with me and my little brother, which was five years old at the time, and my dad's never shot a bird, but I've got him set up on the left. I'm on the right. The bird's roosted to the left. This bird, I'm cutting. I'm calling way too much of the bird on the limb. Just cutting, hammering at him, whatever. And he's hammering back at me. He flies right down to me, comes spitting, drumming, strutting. And he's literally, for me, to David. And he's just drumming at my dad. And I'm going, shoot her, shoot her. <laughs> and he's like, no. So anyway, that bird just comes right from my gun barrel. Boom. I mean, I, I'm just... I don't know if I'm going to be able to top that. And then, obviously, my, my son's first turkey this year was pretty Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, Andy. I, I, probably be two of them. That's my boys, both of them. Yeah. David, David's been fortunate to film both of them for me, too. And it's uh, uh, Blake's Blake's how I lost it. I mean, uh, bald. Brady's, too. <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm, I'm emotional when it comes to my boys. I mean, whenever they kill and I see them get excited, it's, it's a bunch. But it's uh, – are they as eat up with it as you are? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like That's it. what we were talking about. Blake, Blake don't have to get up in the morning. Brady will get up. Brady will get up and go. But Blake, when he's in the mood, he he goes and he's a, he's a killer too. He's That's cool. Brady still flinches real bad when he pulls the trigger. But Blake, he's he's got it down now. He, he wears them out. That's cool. Talking about that, my daughter, 
Uh, she's three, and I took her out in a canoe. Uh, last, was it last week? Last week I took her out in the canoe, and uh, she'd never been fishing before, and I was like, hey, baby, let's go fishing. Let's give Mommy a little break. And I took her fishing, and she caught a she caught a crappie. We were on a lake. Like, we weren't yeah. on, like, a stock pond or anything yeah. like that. She caught a crappie on her little princess rod and reel that I had just bought on her first cast of her life. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. I hope, I hope she was just hooked immediately. Yeah, I was like, I, ca- I caught a bass, and I reeled it in, and she was like, okay, I catch one now. I said, okay. And so she said, I'm going to reel it in. I said, okay. So she starts reeling in, and I see her line moving, and I was like, baby, there's a fish on there. And she pulls it up. She caught it all by herself. Like, I, like I didn't do anything except lift it up out of the water. That's so awesome. awesome. And then she ended up catching another little bass. That day. It was it was crazy. That's so good. like, and that's really good. if that's any like, she was just like, "Duh, Dad, that we're fishing. That's what we're supposed to do, yeah. right? Catch fish." And I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna catch fish." Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> you know, that's how I am. Yeah. Hey, anyway, Blake turned up, gave me that hug. Oh, yeah. oh, it was. Of course, it's it's we've got it's it's on. You can watch it too. But it just uh, that's cool. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. All right, Dave. Most memorable turkey hunt. Gosh, uh, it's hard not to say like one with your dad or your first bird or all the juveniles like public land up there on the Roth Wall. Oh, man. That's like, that's unbelievable. But honestly, my most memorable was my first bird by myself without going with somebody. When I drove to the like 16, 17, going hunting, trying to kill birds by yourself, like you don't know anything about it. You're trying to learn just like everybody, you know. And you go up there, and I mean, I remember exactly where the bird was roosted and what I did, and that bird coming in through the woods, strutting and gobbling and me laying a hammer all by myself. Like, I wasn't there to enjoy it with anybody else but myself. And it was, I mean, it's just one of those things. It was like, you know, okay, at this point, like, I'm starting to become a turkey hunter at that point. I think that's one of the things that sticks with me. That's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. good. That's yeah. good. Beards or spurs? Beards. <laughs> well, after the day, <laughs> I would have said beards for a long time, but after that, I, I, I was pretty fired up. I'm gonna say spurs. I do. Uh, tail fan. A tail fan. Full <laughs> fan. I know. I know. I, honestly, I you can't. I can't say that because I like killing the twenty-four to twenty-eight pounders, like the big birds, but. If I had to choose one, I'd say beards. Beards, okay. I think I'd say spurs. Yeah. I, would, I would say spurs for that's sure. That's just, that's just pretty. Right? That's the only thing Andy's got on me on birds, though, is spur. I've got beard and weight on him. All right, Adam. Grilled or <coughs> fried? Fried. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Don't even have to think Sorry, about you, it. Don't even say real. I didn't even tell you what we were frying up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, man. That's now, funny. deer meat, I'll say grilled. Yeah. But, yeah, same know. here. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking, I don't know, we're man. talking turkeys here now, so I knew it was good. I shot a yearling doe with my bow this year and fried up that back strap. So, oh, that's good. God, I would I mean, say. It is good fried. I'm not. I mean, it's. It yeah. was just so tender, you man. You need to come oh back during deer season and I'll oh, cook for you again. Oh, 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 done. <laughs> yes. Done deal. All right, last question. And this is a this is a fun one. Uh, Adam, will you shoot a Jake? Yes. <laughs> Andy, will you and it doesn't have to don't you don't don't be specific on scenario. Is there a scenario in the world where you would shoot a Jake? 
Not knowing it was a joke. It's kind of like cat meow. We can't draw it. Yeah, that'd be about it, I guess. If it stuck its head up and I knew it was a gobbler and shot it and it turned out to be a jake, that'd be about the only way now. Yeah, it'd be the only way. Well, I done proved myself on that one. <laughs> I, that's why I said I, already, I shot a super jake is what we like to call it. Yeah. This year. Yeah. And that's I hard. Mean, hey, they start turning into those at the end of the year like this. Oh, they come in, They come in hammering and you're like, God well, dang. I, you know, my wife's son earlier in the year. And they come in gobbling. I mean, yeah, I told you we didn't fire you up, you know. A full roll gobble, Just a full roll gobble. But it's, mm. I don't know, I guess I'm just to the point now where it's just kind of like a spike to me, you know. I don't yeah. really have any sure. interest. In. Sure, yeah. Hey, listen, man, $333 on a Tennessee license got me like. <laughs> I, I, don't, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't But now you're talking scenarios. Like, yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, if we're going yeah. from state to state and we're spending money on tags, we may lay the hammer on a couple Jakes. Loud no, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, meat, so meat. If Whitey's a Jake, too bad. <laughs> Whitey's gone. Oh, if Whitey's a Jake, he's dead, and he's going to get a full body mount. I don't care yeah. if he's a oh, Jake or not. Don't blame me. Yeah. You can always put another beard on him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, tell my tax I could have said a name right there. Could you just put a different beard? Here, here's a beard from a bird I killed this earlier this year. Can you put that on this cape? Is it called a cape? <laughs> oh, I could talk about somebody that's done that. I'm not going to drop any names. <laughs> oh, man. But I've heard of that happening. Yeah. Yep. I've heard of that happening. Well, what a way to end. <laughs> cliffhanger. It's, it's not me or Andy. <laughs> Listen next week and we will tell you who it is. The big reveal. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, thank you again so much for coming on and uh, for cooking us dinner. Yes. Hey, anytime, man. I, I thought, well, what a better way to do the podcast is over over a big big dinner, you know. Oh, pork yeah. chop. Pork chop. Pork chops and, and I'm I'm talking about that mac and cheese though. Is that mac and cheese? Is that what you would consider that? The, I wouldn't consider that. But yeah. oh, the uh, the it's like pasta. The ranch pasta mix, yeah. Yeah, it's it got the bacon. And the, yeah. That was that yeah. was daggum good. It's good stuff. I, I love it. Tear into some of that. So we're going. We got Adam. Yeah, got a little bit of a drive, drive drive back, and uh, it's going to be up at about two thirty this morning. I got to start work at two thirty this morning. Oh. That'll be up about 145. Jeez. Oh, you don't even get to go hunting. No. UPS, man. Golly. You know, the best deer and turkey hunter is just seems to be UPS. That is weird. <laughs> what is up that with that? Don't blow his head up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all taking applications. Is that going to be something? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Will it elevate me in some way? It's because they drive around and see everywhere where every animal's at, and then they go thing. get permission Same thing at the best office. farms. <laughs> Well, well, guys, I appreciate you coming. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having us on on that trophy bird. Hopefully, both of you guys fill your last tag this week. We're gonna try. You got any other trips planned for the for the spring? If we can get out get out west, that'd be the only thing for us. Yeah, after Miriam. I think if that if if something just just opened up and just a if our friend Bo Brooks would uh, invite us to uh, Washington. They got Rios, I think. Most of he's got all of them. Does he? They got Rios in Washington. They've got Easterns up there. He's killed an Eastern up there. That's weird. It's very weird. It's not even East. No. He literally says he's killed Easterns, Rios, and Marians. Now, maybe I could be wrong, but I swear we talked about. You know what else they do in Washington? They smoke weed. (laughs) 
nothing to do. All right. I was well, like, I don't want to answer. We, we can talk all night. You better get that thing. You have a three-hour podcast. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks again, and uh, everybody listening, tell them where they can find all your all your information. Uh, we've got our YouTube channel, which is Longbeard Legends on YouTube. We've got our Instagram, which is at Longbeard Legends. Facebook. And we've got our Facebook website, Longbeard Legends. And then um, we're like we we talked about. We've been talking about. We've got a little bit of apparel on um, LongbeardLegends.com. Um, we're going to revamp that after turkey season when we've got a little bit more time. We've already got some awesome designs of our hats. Uh, we've got a bunch of hats right now. People can order them. But yeah, we'll be revamping uh, yeah, that. Hopefully, get on a bunch of our bunch. Of, hopefully, get a blog going on there, and get a bunch of our videos posted on the website. So it'd be a lot easier yeah. access for everybody. But we've uh, on our uh, our YouTube channel. We do have a lot of our older stuff, and we talk about our, our spring thunder. You know, a lot of stuff that we used to do. We do have a lot of those on the on the playlist on there. People can get on and check out a lot of our older stuff too. So cool. Well, guys, thanks again. Yes. No problem. Thank you. Next time. All right, that's going to wrap it up. I'm going to keep this quick. I know that was a long episode. Just want to remind you guys to check out Longbeard Legends on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Um, you can also check out the Southern Ground videos on the Sportsman's Nation channel on YouTube as well. Uh, there's going to be lots of videos coming out of this trip to Tennessee. So if you are a fan of turkey hunting videos, make sure you check that out. That's the Sportsman's Nation and Longbeard Legends. Um, that's it. That's all I got for you guys today. Again, if you're in the turkey woods still, I hope this gives you that extra push that you needed to keep going, keep grinding. Um, and you never know when that late season gobbler is going to pop up and give you the perfect shot. So if you're going to be doing that, remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. Oh, and speaking of fish, make sure... If you are not already signed up for the Chasing Tales, oh man, um, I want to say that you're gonna be you're gonna be late. What's the day? The 14th. The Chasing Tales Yakin' for Bass Challenge starts like today, the day that this episode drops. So I don't know if you can still sign up today, but. Uh, if not, make sure you're you're checking out our trash talk on the Chasing Tales Instagram and Facebook on uh, mine and a couple other people. Uh, we're going to be trash talking. And uh, wish me luck. I'm going to win this thing. So, with that being said, finally, remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the beasts of the earth. So, go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.